I'm Victoria, and this podcast is all about running, marathon training, and run coaching. It is packed with useful tips to help you grow as a runner. I am a 13-time Boston qualifier and mom of two who started running as an adult. I learned a lot on my journey, and in 2014, I launched an online run coaching business to help other runners. Now, we employ several run coaches and are one of the largest online run coaching companies. We teach you the secrets to reaching your potential in the sport of running. We give real talk discussing personal stories of injuries, setbacks, and PRs. Think of this as a conversation with serial marathoners who share the lessons that we learned along the way. This is the Run for PRs podcast. Why you may not feel like running sometimes. Do you ever have days where you just do not feel like running? This can be really common, especially during this time of year, if you live in an area where the weather is really rough. You are not alone and feeling like running can sometimes feel a little bit like a chore. This mindset makes consistency very challenging. We have talked a lot about the power of consistency in previous podcast episodes, and we know that if we're able to stay consistent with training over time, that's when we're really able to transform as runners and really reach our potential. So this is a really good podcast episode to just dissect maybe what those feelings are telling us about our training and maybe some ways that we can break through and not feel like we are just judging through a run or that running is like a chore because we want to address this so that we are able to be more consistent in our running because if we're constantly feeling like running is a chore or we don't feel like we want to run sometimes that can mess with our consistency and if we aren't able to be consistent we aren't going to be able to reach our potential as a runner so consistency is actually like the number one thing that's going to reach you to that next level and we often think it's like one fancy workout or one amazing training cycle but it's actually like years and years of stringing consistency together that really builds the aerobic base builds your running economy and just makes you a better runner especially when we're talking about things like the marathon distance for example Um, we see a lot of people not peaking in the marathon until they're mid to late 30s it's a really common thing and a lot of these runners that are peaking at that time they've been running for decades and they've been really consistent for a long time and so the biggest piece is just bringing that consistency together and so if we're ever having days weeks months years where we just don't really feel like running um and it's just kind of like a cognitive dissonance with oh my goal is to qualify for boston run a pr run a really fast marathon reach my potential but I also don't like training. I don't want to run today. I just don't feel like it. And I know oftentimes when we're in the middle of a training cycle, we can also get those feelings because it's really tiring to build your mileage, build your workouts, have those long runs week after week. But it's also consistent to even, it's also important to stay consistent during the off season times of years and during a plan where you might not have um, an A race at the end of that season, but that consistency over time is what 
build your aerobic base. So some of the things we're going to be talking about are things that you can do if you feel like you're stuck in a rut. And then we're also going to talk about like mentally what could be going on and just sharing some like relatable things that have helped us in the past. Yeah. So kicking things off with, um, you know, what to do if you feel like you're stuck in a rut, you know, I've been in this position several times over the course of the last decade or so, uh, especially once I graduated college and I no longer had, um, you know, scheduled practices where, um, I had to show up at this time and I was able to run with a team and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I've had some various career changes over the years where my working hours maybe shifted throughout the day and that kind of forced me to, um, kind of change my schedule when I wanted to prioritize my run. Um, and so if you are in a rut, you know, one of the number one things that you could do is, is if you're running alone constantly, um, you could just try to find one person to run with. Maybe it's once a week or every other week to, to start. Um, so a couple ideas that I have for you would be um, seek out any sort of like local running groups that might exist in your area, either through a local gym or running store um, or just a running organization or community that exists. Um, social media is a great place to look. Um, and then also maybe just, um, you know, I ask your local running store if you're having problems finding a group. Um, so, and the other thing would be just finding, maybe meeting people at a race or something like that, where you can maybe just meet up and run with that person once a week. Um, yeah, I think those are some really good pieces of wisdom and definitely are things that I know you and I have both incorporated into our training. But I think before diving into like what you should do to maybe solve the problem is thinking a little bit about maybe like what is the source, right? So you, I'm sure, have different experience than I do with this. I know sometimes athletes can start to have a tough time when maybe they're not in their peak fitness or their peak fitness seems really far away. And so maybe you could share an example of like your own personal story and how sometimes it can be challenging to find motivation. Yeah, so over the last uh, few years, especially, you know, when we had um, the pandemic and we had some time off from racing, there was um, a period of time where I just, I didn't have clarity on what I wanted to set as far as goals or didn't have any real direction of like what I wanted to do, maybe what races I wanted to do. Um, So I kind of just got back to the basics. When I I first started running, it was for several reasons, including um, just made me feel good to achieve something right or to challenge myself in a new way see if i could hit a certain mark right so that's what i started to do in order to um sort of get get some momentum going again was i um started setting goals you know for example running this many days a week or seeing if i could get back to a certain level of fitness so those were some ways that i kind of reestablished some excitement and tried to generate some momentum to get running again Right. So I like to have people just like assess maybe why they don't feel like running, right? That's always a good way to start is what's really going on here, right? Because most runners, they do really like running. And so it's not necessarily that they don't feel like running. Maybe it's there's like certain pressure that they're putting on themselves to hit a certain performance or to be at a certain level. I know it's really common with people who are on the comeback. Um, Some people, they're very motivated just by wanting to get back to previous fitness level, but for other runners, they actually find it not motivating because they're so far from their previous fitness levels that it can be really hard to stay consistent because they think, um, you know, even if I stay super consistent, it's still going to take several years or months to get back to my old fitness level. And so it can be really tough to kind of 
be on that start over journey and I find that a lot of runners who are on like the comeback can sometimes struggle with that piece and so what is important there is to kind of dissect like maybe you're putting too much pressure on yourself maybe um there's other underlying things that are going on and so just taking that pressure off of yourself and not having these expectations of well I'm never going to get back to that old fitness level it's like well even if you never do get back to that old fitness level would you still be okay with not getting there would you still run and so really asking yourself those types of questions and getting your mindset in a good place is really important and that is what in turn definitely helps with your consistency I know for other people it can be oh, um, I didn't have a race to train for. I don't see the point. And so for that, again, if you do have, we, we want to look at your goals, right? So if your goal is to run, take 40 minutes off your marathon time, you're probably going to need to be training like year round to really get your time down. If your goal is you just want to do a marathon every two years or something like a major marathon and that's your only goal, well then that's probably fine and your mindset's probably fine. Like you don't really necessarily need to be training year round, but if you have a goal and your goal requires you to stay consistent year round like that, it's going to be challenging to get there without that consistency piece. So sometimes it just takes a mindset shift of maybe I need to set a goal for this season. Even if I don't have like an A race at the end of it, I don't have a big marathon. Maybe it's I'm training for a half or my goal is just to be consistent doing two two workouts a week or four workouts a month or whatever it is for you. Setting small benchmark goals can really be beneficial in getting the mindset right and getting you excited to train and I know that you work with a lot of athletes most of our athletes very good with consistency Um, others I think sometimes struggle with this concept more so what do you think has helped some of your athletes to be more consistent or maybe what are some of the other reasons that someone um, just so people feel like less alone in their running journey because I know sometimes people listen and they're like well I can't really relate to that or that but maybe there's something else going on. Yeah, you know, I like how you mentioned a lot of our athletes seem to be pretty consistent, and that's something I've noticed too, especially the ones that work with us for more than just uh, one month or two months or three months, you know, because sometimes we do get people that struggle with that, and maybe they'll try coaching out, but then it's maybe just not the right time for them, and so they kind of fall off the wagon, and then, um, but I think that what they're doing is they're looking for something to help them be more accountable, right, and more Mm -hmm. consistent over time. We do get some of those. Um, And so the people that are working with us, they typically have that good support system because they have a coach, they have the, the workouts planned ahead so they can look in the app, that sort of thing. They have that accountability. Um, but I like how you mentioned, like sometimes it's just a, some sort of goal, whether it's, it doesn't need to be a race related goal. It could just be like a mileage goal. Um, I've had athletes do, you know, just different, different types of goals, like a monthly total goal or a streak, or, um, they're just trying to build back to be able to, even get into like a training cycle for like a half marathon, that sort of thing. And so um, for me, I was always one that, for me, the races I think helped me get motivated enough to wanna be consistent. And then I didn't really put too much, uh, you you also talk about pressure. And I think a lot of runners make this mistake of like really worrying about like the fitness level and like hitting a certain time. But the older I've gotten, I've kind of realized that that to me is like, I don't know. That's like the third thing or fourth thing on the list that I'm going to think about. I'm just going to think about what can I do to get consistent again, stay healthy, because um, I just want to be able to show up and be able to participate and do the event. And so that I've had that sort of mind shift about uh, racing and about events. 
Yeah, definitely. And one that's really coming to mind, and I think that is the reason why a lot of people maybe struggle with consistency is that there's just like, they feel like there's not enough time to work out um, or just not enough energy or like both, right? So a lot of people have full-time careers or working over 40 hours a week. On top of that, maybe you have a family. So it's just a lot going on. And when you throw in all of those variables, it becomes really hard to make time for yourself in your own running. Or you think, okay, it doesn't really make sense for me to go out and run an hour every day because I have other things that I also need to do. And so sometimes there's this mentally, you know, in order to kind of be at the level you want to be, you have to be running a certain amount of miles or something. And if you're not able to do that, it can just kind of be like that all or nothing mindset approach. Other times it's just straight up like the systems and the routines that an individual has in place. Like it just makes it really challenging to be consistent in, in whatever season you're in. Because I know as a runner or as a human, you go through different seasons of life. And I'm sure you can relate that you've been in seasons where maybe like early 2018, for example, you were teaching um, with a commute, right? Like teaching full-time, you had a commute, you were also in grad school and you were a new parent. And so there was just like, there was a lot going on. And so in those seasons, your mindset almost has to, to shift or sometimes you just have to find a way to understand that, okay, maybe this isn't my season for running and chasing really big goals, but at least being consistent, trying to work out three times a week, maybe that's even for 30 minutes is ultimately actually going to help with your physical health. And so talk to me a little bit about like mindset shifts that you've had during that season versus we could talk about the, the other season you had probably 18 months later where you were no longer teaching. You took a Um, almost full-time job coaching um, cross-country and track at a university where you were able to run with the team pretty much every day. You were able to like do workouts with them, do the runs with them. So part of your job was almost running, right? So talk to me a little bit about like your mindset in both of those seasons and how maybe someone who is a teacher or is like really struggling with time, like how can they create like a system or a mindset to, I don't know, like figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there in a similar boat where they just feel kind of stuck. They don't know um, how to be really consistent because they're finding it's difficult to always have, um, you know, to be in a good headspace. And they're, they're dealing with that struggle of like having enough time and energy, right. And finding that balance. And right. so, um, and so me life, life changes could be happening too and that can make it even more difficult so yeah I guess like what you did is I basically just started to not focus so much on like being in a certain fitness level or training for this race and I just got back to the basics of like why do I even want to run an exercise Mm -hmm. well it's mainly to not only get the physical benefits from my own um, my own body but it's mainly the mental and the emotional benefits that maybe I've been lacking because I put those on the back burner for a few weeks and I noticed like oh stress is kind of piling up Um, and so we go through the day right and we always have these thoughts like things you got to get done and it might be you're thinking about um, you know scheduling something or you're thinking about getting the groceries or what you're going to make for dinner and that sort of thing and so the last thing you want to do is is um, try to squeeze in a run right because you feel like you don't have time but a lot of times what I found is like you said, if I'm able to prioritize it just three days a week or I'm able to like, um, you know, work something out where I can run on the weekend, 
during that time, I just, I'm able to like sort of reset my mind. And then as the day goes on or the next day or whatever, I'm able to kind of um, reframe the way I'm looking at things. And I just feel like I'm able to kind of, uh, get, you know, meet those daily demands in a more of like a calm uh, manner. And I'm able to, um, you know, just see things a little bit differently, I guess. And so sometimes you just taking a step back and hitting pause, I feel like you're able to kind of regroup. And then as you resume life and the chaos and all that, you're able to just tackle things in a little bit different manner. Right. And I think sometimes during those seasons where it's like super busy, sometimes it's like temporary. And so we just kind of get through those and we try to be as consistent as possible. And other times it just, it's like relentless and it just seems like week in and week out, month in and month out. And there's like really no light at the end of the tunnel. It just seems like it's never going to calm down. Like we're never going to have time to be consistent. And in that case, I think it's always time to maybe like evaluate. Maybe I have too much on my plate in general, just as, Mm -hmm. just as a person, right? Like maybe I'm just stretched a little bit too thin. Um, especially if, if it's hard for you to prioritize something, um, like your physical, your physical health. Right. Um, and so maybe just like evaluating, like what sort of things could I maybe take off my plate so that it can make more time for myself because I think most people want to be consistent like they want to run but it's like we put ourselves last sometimes because we're putting our career high family high and then it's like oh well I just get the leftovers and sometimes there's nothing left over and so it's important to try to rearrange things so that you can be successful long term because eventually you're going to lead to a place of probably mental burnout just from life if you're not able to do things for yourself and, and hobbies like that. Um, I once have read a quote um, about meditation, right? But you could relate it to running. It's like, everyone should meditate for 10 minutes a day. Unless you're too busy, then you should meditate for an hour a day. And so it's just kind of funny because if you do feel like you're, all, oh, I'm too busy to run, I'm too busy to run. It's like, I believe that people are too busy to run, but I think maybe it's about how can I kind of, rearrange things in my life so I don't feel like I'm always in fight or flight. I don't feel like I never have enough time. How can I rearrange things so that I can actually make a little bit of time for myself? No, I'm not saying, oh, you got to run like an hour a day or like every single day, but just a few days a week making that time for yourself, especially if it's your hobby. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably something that is your hobby. So if you notice that too many weeks go by, too many months go by where you just feel like you're not able to be consistent, that's definitely something to take a look at. I know these are difficult things to do. And I know even you've had a few career changes in your life. Um, So it can definitely be challenging to make change, but I think it's definitely possible. And sometimes it just makes you feel overall in a better place as a person. Yeah, exactly. You know, you... The meditation example is really good, and I also thought of like you know when the financial world and they talk about how you should pay yourself first, right? Or oh, you should yes, invest in yourself. Yes. It's kind of the same concept with our with our um, health, right? And our exercise and our you know our nutrition, our meditation, all of that. So you need to spend time um, focusing on yourself in order to you know be really secure with what you're doing, and then you can really pour into others, mm-hmm. and and then um, you're going to have much stronger relationships. I think you'll be more productive. And um, so I think, you know, figuring out what is that amount that is right for you in this time and then just making it a priority. And I know when I had these sort of life changes, eventually I just realized like something's got to give. So we cut, Uh we started cutting out things like 
um, like TV, basically. Like we didn't watch TV anymore. I know a lot of times I'd spend an hour or two a night just like watching a show, but eventually it got to the point where, you know, instead I was using that time for like going to bed early or family time and then going to bed early. And so like, you know, you obviously have to, some people might say, well, I'd have to sleep less than if I'm going to run more, that sort of thing. But, but um, and that's not something that you should compromise right, on. Like, exactly. That's definitely a priority. And that, and that's why it's tough because sometimes people will want to compromise on sleep. And I'm like, well, maybe let's look at other things. Like what really is it? Right. You know? And all the I, phone, a lot of people I think have mm-hmm. agreed to like stop using devices after like a certain time, like 6 p.m. or whatnot. And I think that that could be an area there where a lot of us are probably guilty of just like wasting oh, sure. time on yeah. our devices. So, yeah, it, it's definitely tricky because everyone's life is, is so different. But I think if we are able to like, hey, maybe I am doing too much. Maybe there is too much on my plate because like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup. I know that's a, mm-hmm. a quote that we hear a lot often. Moms will will throw that one around. Um, but I think it is important to realize like you are a priority. Your health is a priority. And like it's okay to kind of be selfish with those things um, to an extent, right? And so going off of that into like what – what you should do or maybe like what are some of the benefits of going on a run right so sometimes you can like almost kill two birds with one stone with your running right um if you have like a running friend or running partner running group like you mentioned at the start of this podcast um i used to think oh that's stupid like why, why would i go there to be honest like that's really what i used to think because i was always wrapped up in like the go 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 most efficient thing to do like I just didn't think that there was time for that. But now I'm realizing like, oh, like you could actually have your socialization time, meet with friends, meet other people and have that time because it is important to have friends and to socialize Mm -hmm. and take care of yourself and also get your workout in at the same time. It's really like killing two birds with one stone, two benefits in one. And obviously you're not going to be able to do that like every day, right? Maybe, Maybe you can, but maybe it's something you do like once a week. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe maybe think of, like, the e-bibs that I see on Instagram, how they post the gifts of, like, people that, like, give up their social life and they go to bed early, right, because they have a long run the next day. But, like you said, you figure out ways that you can still have that social life intact. And um, <laughs> No, that, that doesn't bring true. a good point because I think a lot of people, there is that comedy of, like, oh, you know, I'm training for a marathon. Mm-hmm. I don't have any friends. I have to give up my social life, blah, blah. But I'm like, actually, the last time I trained for a marathon, I actually socialized more than I normally do. Because if you're going out on like one, two, three hour long runs and you're going with people, it's like Mm -hmm. you're talking for two, three hours straight. Um, And that's like a way that you can get your socialization in. So maybe if you're hanging out with the wrong crew, maybe. Because I think in my early 20s, it was always that pressure to, okay, got to go out, hang out with friends, do you know, right. whatever, stupid stuff, like go out and drink, club, party, whatever it was that you thought in your 20s that was socializing. Um, and then on top of that, you felt like, oh, now I have to go run. So I think sometimes if you're able to find people who have similar common interests and you're able to mm-hmm. do both of those at the same time, that's like a huge benefit. And I think that's one way that a lot of people are able to stay super consistent. A lot of the people I know who have been consistent with their running for a very long time, Um, that's generally something that's within their normal schedule, maybe like once a month they're meeting up for someone for a run. And that just kind of keeps things going. Sometimes it's even more often than that. And that's why I think running groups are sometimes really popular and you can still do a running group run with a friend. If you are working with a coach, that's something that's, that's great, right? You can usually do your easy runs with them, which should be like 80% of your mileage. So 
I definitely think that's a fun way to break out of a rut if you're just feeling like, oh, I don't want to go on a run. Running with other people always makes the miles go by a lot faster. Yeah, and the other thought I had when we were talking about, um, you know, um, prioritizing the, the run for yourself and that sort of thing, and the more you're able to kind of do that, I think it just gives you this sense of, like, confidence that you're able to um, tackle new problems and challenges rather than because if, if you take the alternate person who mm-hmm. thinks they never have time to do anything they become like a victim to themselves right, right? and then they start that. to think mm-hmm. like oh I can't do this I can't do that but if you're able to just like um, check off these little wins right throughout your day I think it just makes you that much more yes. um, positive to be around and then you're mm-hmm. ju- it's just going to pour into other areas of your life too and I think the people that are consistent with like running with a friend, I know you've been doing really good at that this, this last year or so. It's just like you have like a different group of friends that you're running with and you're trying to meet up with them consistently. And I think that that's really, that's really key because you're not only getting the social time, but I think you're noticing like the benefits of, you know, establishing that, that relationship with someone mm-hmm. and just like having, um, it's not like you're just talking about running when you're on your runs no. with them, right? You're talking like about life. everything yeah. in life. So I think that's a cool thing about um, you're, you're basically killing two birds with one stone. It's like right. going out to eat with a friend. Instead right. of doing happy hour, you're running with them and you're talking about like the same stuff. So I think that's pretty cool. Definitely, yeah. And I think it's like an under underutilized thing. I wish, you know, in my 20s, maybe I should have done a little bit more of that. But um, it is always tough to like kind of like break out of your shell and meet new people. But run, that's what running groups are for, right? So sometimes showing up to those things, it's like the first time is really challenging. or And maybe that first time you ask someone to run, it, it's uncomfortable and you don't really want to do it. But when you do break out of that and you start to realize like, oh, this is actually like really, really cool. Um, it can have a lot of benefits to your running for sure. Um, other things that you could do and it helps with the motivation. I know for me in the winter, it's tough to stay motivated. Um, a lot of runners in Minnesota, I mean, some of them go outside all the time and that, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but other people, it's like they're, they kind of do the treadmill a lot. And that's something that I, I do for like a solid like 10 weeks here in the winter when the roads just aren't um, super safe. I try to get outside maybe once or twice a week, but a lot of treadmill miles are in there. And like you were mentioning, we don't really watch a lot of TV, but I know sometimes when we're on the treadmill, you'll like do Netflix documentary or we'll find something that kind of you're able to reward yourself almost because it's like we don't really watch a lot of TV. So, hey, you know, it's kind of novel. Oh, if you want to watch something, you got to do it on a treadmill sort of thing. Um, Or one thing that I do, which is maybe like kind of dumb, but I started doing this and I want to say it was the fall of 2019, I was on the treadmill quite a bit because we lived in Wisconsin and the roads just weren't plowed that well um, for winter running. I would like scroll on TikTok on the treadmill and I remember doing like an 18 mile long run. Literally, I was just like flip up. I had the phone on the treadmill and I would just like flip up every time the TikTok was over. And I it was right around when TikTok started getting like popular. And I just remember thinking, wow, like this run went by so fast because you're getting like all that dopamine hit from... Uh, you know, TikTok, but it's also something to like occupy the mind. Um, right. And so it's almost like you're getting two benefits, right? Like you're rewarding yourself for being on the treadmill by doing all this TikTok stuff that you know otherwise wouldn't. Um, and you're getting your, your workout in, right? Um, other things that can spice it up is, is doing some new running routes, right? Sometimes we get like stuck in a rut where we're running the same route. It just feels like you're going through the motions day in and day out. So sometimes running in a new location can help. Yep. And I know that I've always um, kind of had an interest for this. Like when we've, 
you know, let's say I have an appointment schedule on Sunday or whatever, and I'll, I'll just scope out like, what are the running routes or where's this, what city is this in? And maybe I can do my run, you know, after the appointment that, and that sort of thing. So I'll bring like a pair of shorts and shoes and all that. And, um, or just, uh, yeah, just being really like creative about like, when can I run? Where can I run? What's a different route I could do? Could I run, you know, in between dropping my kid off here and then picking them up, that sort of thing. And so, um, spicing things up with the running route and just like the people you're running with, I think that's really key. I know for me, um, when I would find myself on my runs, especially times where it was like really hard to kind of get going on the run. And then when I'm running, I start to get all these thoughts in my head, like what should I, or I should be doing this instead, right? Cause I'm, I'm so busy right now. Like I, I better only run three miles cause I gotta get back and do this. But I like how you brought up the, you know, Netflix and you brought up, um, well, podcasting that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. If you're doing those things while you're on the run, I think it just helps kind of take your mind off of um you know all the other things that you're thinking about right all those other stressors and so finding a way to distract the mind i think is key i've even done a few phone calls to people while i'm running on the treadmill you know at the gym just running at easy pace and you know it's a conversation i I feel like i can have that conversation um i've called my grandma before while on the treadmill because i just was like oh i haven't talked to her in a while i should call her and i'm gonna be on here for an hour so um yeah just i think doing whatever you can to help um, you know, motivate you to either get out the door and run or to continue running um, is, is good to try something new. Gosh, that's so funny that you say that about the phone call. Because I think one time, just probably like eight years ago now, I was on a run and I got a phone call. I don't even know what it was like, maybe confirming an appointment or just like a pointless phone call. And I answered the call and the person actually asked me like, what are you like running or something? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've made so many of those too, where like, I have to like make this call to switch an appointment or to like, I don't know, like get a claim or something. And so like you call during the time when you're like on a run because it's like, or if you're driving to the run, that sort of thing. I do a lot of my calls on the road, but yeah, I think, um, However, you can maximize your time, right? And kill two birds with one stone. That's how I think about it. Oh my it. gosh, this reminds me of an athlete I had like seven years ago who was training and she really wanted to qualify for Boston and she ended up qualifying. But on one of her long runs, she had like a conference call. She liked to do her long runs like during the week. She had like a desk job or whatever. Mm-hmm. She had like a conference call and she just like had her headphones in on her run and was like, on the call while she was doing a long run and it was one of those meetings where like maybe she didn't really have to talk a lot right. or at all it was just like she had to listen um but hey that's that's like super productive right like you're doing mm-hmm. both things at the same time and i thought that was really funny she left a comment in training peaks and told me about it and i was like that's that's really interesting um but way to be like productive right way to make time in your day because who wants to sit there on some boring call for however long if you don't even have to say anything i'm like that's way to make it work right um but yeah do you have like any other tips or advice because i feel like you you're the one sometimes that that doesn't really love running that much um like you'll be the one out of both of us that's like i don't feel like running today (laughs) yeah i mean i i used to really love i think racing and competing like Mm -hmm. thinking back to college days and everything and you know even even after college like i would still like to do events but I just I didn't want to like have to run every single day I just felt like it was a chore and so I think over time I just sort of adopted so many of these 
these things that we've talked about and I mix them up, right? Like some days it might be this, some days it might be like a new route. It might be running with a friend. It might be a podcast day or um, treadmill day, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And just trying to do whatever it takes to like spice things up and keep myself like motivated and accountable. Um, and I think it's okay to take like a little break here and there, but then trying to figure out like what, what can you really do to um, set a goal so that you can be consistent again. And I know over the years I've done like those challenges on Strava or we look at our like, mm. you know, our monthly totals for running and that sort of thing. Um, or, you know, trying to run five, six days a week, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, those sorts of challenges, I know a lot of people do that too, where they try to run these certain races as part of a series. Um, I've seen athletes doing that. Um, yeah. But the apps I think can be helpful with tracking. Mm-hmm. So either Strava, Garmin, Training Peaks, whatever it is that you want to use, Nike running, like, yeah. No, that's a really good point. Like writing it down or having like an app. Like you said, the weekly or the monthly total. Sometimes you'll you'll have monthly totals or weekly like check-ins, what you want to do. And one thing that I do just even on my like work to-do list, like on Sundays or Friday, the week before the week, I usually write down like key tasks that I want to get done on any given day, right? Like, and on there, I will write my run, like just so that I can cross it out because I just love the feeling of like crossing something off my like to-do list. And so, yeah, it seems kind of dumb that you would put like your run on like your work to-do list, but you know what? I actually like helps mentally because I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is like a key task I need to get done for the day. Um, and just like crossing it off, I don't know, it just like makes me feel so good when I'm able to cross off everything I needed to do in the day. And so, yeah, just like random mental hacks, maybe that's your thing, right? Maybe you, you have something similar um, that works well for you. But I think if you can break it down like on a monthly basis and then weekly and then just right. winning the day, right? So if you can just <clears throat> every day try to think, okay did I do it today? Am I going to do it tomorrow? Right. Like holding yourself accountable and not having like the, the all or nothing mindset. Right. Cause I think that's where sometimes people can get in trouble is like, Oh, I I wasn't able to run yesterday because something came up or, Oh, I didn't run last week. I wasn't consistent. So I guess I'm just not consistent. And so you go into like that mindset downward spiral and it can be tough to kind of break out of that and just, Right. Say, okay, it, I'm starting over, even though I just took, you know, seven days unintentionally off. Yeah, and starting over, I feel like it's been something, the older you get, you may have to do that more and more, especially mm-hmm. with just, like, life changes and, like, yes. you know, getting sick and whatnot and feeling like, oh, I was generating momentum and now I have to hit the reset button. And um, I think for me, when I started paying attention to the monthly mileage totals, um, you know, like, the higher months, I always felt like, they were actually easier for me because I was like in such a routine. I was in like such a positive headspace with running. I think it just became like something part of my like daily routine. Right. And I, I, at the end of the month, I didn't feel any sort of, um, I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't feel guilt about running too much. None of that. But those months where it's like kind of a lower total, you know, you'd feel all these different emotions about it. Right. (laughs) You feel guilt that you couldn't, that you, um, even, we're taking maybe time away from all the other busy stuff that you had to do. But then you also feel bad about yourself because you're nowhere near what you were in the, in the past. And, um, it's just not like a fun place to be, but, mm-hmm. um, I think I've been in that place a lot. And I think just a lot of times not letting it weigh you down and not being like, well, and not always giving excuse, not always making excuses about it either. Like, Oh, this month was only because I was injured. And then this mm-hmm. month was because of work, um, or this sort of thing. But mainly it's just like, of getting a fresh start um you know you turn the page every month every week however you want to look at it and um 
it's kind of a blank canvas and you can start however you want. You can, um, you know, set, set new goals or maybe um, come back to goals that you had in the past you never got to, that sort of thing. So Right. And I think it's really important that people kind of address the narratives that they're they're giving to various things in their life, right? So it could be you could look at the total and all of a sudden, oh, you start like making not you're not even really making excuses, but you're writing a narrative in your head about something. And I think people you gotta be careful when you start doing that because then you're kinda like labeling things, you're you're ju- placing judgment on things mm-hmm. and you can get caught up in like this whole conversation conversation in your head and no one even knows like what's going on but you and having like narratives attached to to things as simple as like what type of runner you are or you know what sort of weekly mileage you run and I know all runners probably have that to a certain extent like we might before a marathon be like oh you know I am in 330 shape but but I'm the type of person that doesn't run well in marathons and once you start like giving yourself this narrative giving yourself this idea it's like where is it coming from it's only coming from you and so you're like actually limiting yourself by talking to yourself that way so even just looking at your totals and if you start hearing that voice like beating yourself up instead of being like oh yeah it's only because I was injured you could just say oh I ran 90 miles this month. And it could just be like a neutral. You don't have to go down a rabbit hole of like whatever because all you can control is the present, right? And so you can make changes presently. And so just going out and every day, knowing that you're able to start over fresh and that there isn't any sort of like narrative assigned to that or you don't have to try to like beat yesterday, like that sort of thing. You can just be the best version that you can be today and just do that over time and stop, you know, having these hang-ups with, oh, you know, I'm this type of runner, that type of runner, I think is, it's a tough ask, but definitely something to be aware and conscious of is like, what is the voice kind of in your head saying and trying to quiet that a little bit more and just be more present on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, that's really well said. And I think the more you can look ahead or at least look at the present, not focus so much on the past, I think you're setting yourself up for for success and, and not letting things like you know, mm-hmm. stick with you that are potentially negative. So it's all about how you frame it up. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to constantly grow and evolve as human beings and as runners. So I think that just because you've had some tendencies doesn't mean that's always going to be the case, right? Um, especially if you start changing things about your training, right? So you start doing things differently. Um, maybe you took some time off the marathon, you focus on shorter races and you got some confidence and so now going into your next marathon, I mean, you're not the same person you were back then. So right. that doesn't mean you're going to have a bad day. So it's just like, um, you know, I feel like it's all about the work you're going to pour in and invest in yourself. And the more you're able to do that, I think you're just going to be happier and satisfied. Right. Absolutely. More satisfied as a person. Yeah. yeah. Really well said. And I've even heard people ask, like, they'll message me just random stuff like, um, Victoria, like, at what point are you no longer considered a marathoner? At what point, like, do you stop saying, like, oh, you know, my PR? Because there'll be, like, these older guys, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. at what point can I, do I stop saying I'm a three-whatever marathoner? And I'm like, you know, you're you're putting that label on yourself if you if you still feel like, like, if you feel that way, you can wear that label forever. If you don't want to, then you don't have to. But it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you. It doesn't matter, you know, if someone thinks it's it's silly that you call yourself a marathoner even though you haven't ran a marathon in seven years right um it doesn't matter all that matters is like if you're secure with yourself if you like what you're doing on a day-to-day basis right and so just trying to get rid of those labels i think is is really important because they i do feel like they kind of limit you in in that way and and when we get in that 
trap of like overthinking everything it can be tough for our running right and especially when you're hyper focused on the past I, I coach a lot of people who come back postpartum and a lot of the times you hear comments like oh I just feel so far away from the shape I was pre-pregnancy and the number one advice that I've pretty much always given to people is like don't don't even look like we're not looking back like that's not it's not fair to do to yourself and just like focusing on every every day and just giving your best and just pretend like you're starting over fresh and I think that's really good advice for anyone that has a history in the sport of running like even for yourself I'm sure you would give that advice to your younger self of like stop comparing yourself to college right like there is no narrative there you don't need to like have a justification or just even explain yourself it's just I it's either right it's either something you do or you don't do it I think that's like a quote from one of your friends but it doesn't have to have this whole like lengthy explanation and even like recently I I did like the TC 10 mile and I I didn't like race it and everyone kept asking me like oh how did it go how did it go and I was like oh people are just like being nice and asking and I don't really need to say anything I was like oh it's great you know you don't like it and I wasn't like all out racing it so I felt the need to like tell people oh you know it wasn't all but I was like no like you're assigning judgment to that you don't need to go down that rabbit hole and I think as runners sometimes we have this tendency to want to like justify and explain our ourselves our running and sometimes we just don't even need to do that we just need to like let it be and that's okay yeah um very well said and i think a lot of times we see people on social media or we've just seen them for years oh, yes. right at races and it just seems like they're always in like really good shape and i think that can be hard to um you know to like compare that to yourself and be like well i'm nowhere near that person like i right. wish i was as consistent as they've been or you know that sort of thing and it's just like we you know everyone has their own stuff that they're dealing with in their life and everyone's on their different path their different journey different priorities family dynamics everything and so um while some people they are able to sort of um maintain a pretty consistent um you know running level for a long time and they're still hitting these crazy times um great and other people yeah they we've seen people take tons of time off and they come back and then we've seen everywhere in between and so it's just like you're on your own journey. Don't try to compare yourself to, you know, everyone else. Um, but also set setting those realistic goals. I think like you mentioned the postpartum example, don't mm-hmm. try to compare yourself and, and set this unrealistic, unrealistic expectation to get back to a certain level of fitness within, you know, a short period of time. So right. just, um, well, know, and it's, it's separate as I think most people, they rationally understand like, okay, yeah, obviously it's going to take time. But it's like the tormenting and the suffering mentally that you're going through when you yourself every day, oh, you just did a workout, oh, you did this pace, well, you used to do this pace. That that whole thing that goes on in your head that no one else really knows about, I mean, that's just, that's really tough. And so I think if you're able to address that, um, that can actually like open up this whole new, oh, like I don't have to be so harsh on myself because maybe that's the reason why some people don't like running because they end up in that whole loop of having that narrative assigned to to themselves but if you're able to address that and maybe just let those thoughts be or maybe like laugh at them right like in meditation or in yoga they always call it it's the monkey mind that's always coming up with all these crazy things that just that you say to yourself and you you're like where is this coming from right and so sometimes you all you can do is is laugh at some of those thoughts and and not let it get to you but uh this has been a really interesting podcast episode more on like the mental side of things Definitely. Um, but 
it is useful to, to kind of address these things because if you're able to be consistent with your training, which we talk about all the time, you're able to really reach your next level with your running. And I know sometimes one thing that helps with consistency is that outside support, having accountability, having someone that kind of understands and gets either your schedule or your circumstances, your goals, all of those things. And so a lot of people have found that working with a coach is highly beneficial in their running journey because they're able to see the long-term picture and break it down into short bite-sized pieces and also help with any of the physical or mental things that pop up along the way in their running journey and definitely working with someone that's been there themselves can just really help with that whole experience because we all have goals with our running and a coach can definitely help you achieve those goals. So if you're ever interested in a seven day trial, we offer that. If you fill out the form on our website, www.runforprs.com, you can fill out the form there for a free seven day trial. You get connected with a coach right away, have a phone call, all of those things. Again, that's www.runforprs.com. Thanks for tuning in.